Hi, I'm Georgina Hudson from GeorginaHudson.net. This podcast has been created to support you in your path of self-awareness and well-being and to draw a roadmap together that can help you align mind and heart. Today's topic is limiting beliefs. We hear a lot about them, but we seldom know what they are. So we're going to explore that and we're going to see how to replace those limiting beliefs by more empowering ones. For more information about what I do and about me, you can visit my website on georginahudson.net or my Instagram account, georginahudson.coach. Hello, hello, hello. What's up? How are you today? And today I'm offering this podcast about limiting beliefs because as I mentioned in the introduction, we hear a lot about them, but we don't know exactly what they are. And limiting beliefs are elusive. They are difficult to detect. And even if you do, you know, it's key to discover what our limiting beliefs are to replace them by empowering beliefs. So it's not only detecting where I've got a limiting belief, but also working to replace them. I am going to start with an example because I find it most didactic and I think it will make it easier for you to understand the topic. So a client shared with permission that when he was a little boy, everyone said he was so joyful that it was contagious, it was infectious. He made the whole family laugh, he was active, he was happy, he was very witty too. Nevertheless, his elder brother his older brother was the golden child of the family. While my client was the sunshine at his home, his brother was an exemplary student, the one who always got a straight A's at exams. He was loved by all the teachers. He was popular not only among the teachers, but also among the classmates who looked up to him and valued him because he wasn't only a good student, he was humble and good-natured. So he was like the full combo. To my client, his brother was like his twin and both have really adored each other all their lives. And when I listen to my client talk about his brother, like his eyes are shining, you know, he he really loves his brother. So the question is not the brother that he's got because he adores him. The problem started with the comparison that older people started to make between the two brothers. Oh, your brother is so good at school and he's so well behaved and we're never called by the teachers to be told anything about him. And you, you know, you are so naughty, you are so adorable, but you know, you need to try to behave better or you are very funny and you're very good at this and that, but you need to work harder at school or try to remain more silent, blah, blah, blah. The teachers also made comparisons. Oh, you are so funny, you know, you make us laugh so much, ha ha ha, but your brother is this and that. So his brothers always got all the praise and my client was sometimes told off, as I told you, because he was naughty, because he talked a lot in class and because he was great in physical education, but not so good at some other subjects. He wasn't a bad student and I'm sure he wasn't a bad student at all because he's very bright, but he wasn't exemplary like his brother. And in the end, my client began to feel less than his brother. And he also started to feel inferior to other people who reminded him of his brother. 
So he created a belief that he was not good enough, either academically or attitudinally. So what did he do? Neither the teachers nor the popular children would like him if he continued like that. That is what he thought, because he didn't feel good enough. There was a feeling of not enoughness in him. So he started going to school feeling defeated in the face of exams. And he was afraid of being a little bit too active for fear of his teacher's reactions. You know, and he didn't want his parents to tell him off, of course. So when he was a pre-teenager, he left aside his funny and lively character to be accepted by the outside world. And by this, I mean mainly the adults in his world. And unfortunately, he ended up withdrawing and turning into an introverted young boy, pre-adolescent. So these ideas that my client made up about himself are limiting beliefs. I hope you are understanding right now that these beliefs limit us. These beliefs don't allow us to work at full potential. So returning to my client, instead of feeling empowered by his graceful and cheerful character and personality, he limited himself to being as invisible as possible. Hmm? He began to doubt, uh, to have doubts about himself. And he started to have doubts about his capabilities in general. And instead of expanding and unleashing, he bought many false ideas about himself that made him feel very small. Now... To make matters worse, limiting beliefs are quite difficult to detect, but I'm going to help you to unravel this. Sometimes we go through life on autopilot and we don't stop to ask ourselves if the stories we are telling ourselves are true. But as I told you, we need to take sacred pauses throughout the day. We cannot continue on autopilot forever because we are going to crash, my darlings. So, pause. And the key to dismantling limiting beliefs is, as my client did, by sharing the discomfort that certain situations make you experience. My client, for example, began to feel very uncomfortable in social situations where he did not know everybody in the group very well. He was quiet, even when he felt he had something to share. Uh, When other people spoke, he didn't know what to say for fear of making a fool of himself or of getting a bad reaction from other people. And unfortunately, that led to being labeled as introverted, shy, lonely, and even socially awkward. And it's a shame because after so many interactions like this, And after so many years like this, he also started to feel identified with those beliefs. So he became attached to those beliefs. When he shared with me how difficult it was for him to have friends and intimate relationship and even enjoying going out, he had no idea that his limiting beliefs had taken over him. No idea. He came to me seeking strategies to overcome, between inverted commas, his weaknesses. So, there is another complication with limiting beliefs. Um, It's that sometimes to make up 
for what we perceive to be something bad in ourselves, we often try to shake off the discomfort of feeling not enough by bringing about attitudes that prevents us from being our best selves even more. In my client's case, for example, he stopped going out, he smoked a lot, and he felt irritable every time his friends invited him to go out and they insisted because they love him and they didn't they didn't want him to be alone and indoors. If your belief is that you are not smart enough or pretty enough or cool enough, for instance, you might try to get others other people's approval by trying to please everybody and being complacent with them. Hmm? That is why it is so important to work on limiting beliefs. If we don't pause to observe and question them, they will end up being our, our comfort zone. And I know this sounds crazy because you might be saying to yourself, how can be, you know, being lonely indoors, not interacting with any other person how can that be that client's comfort zone well I can guarantee that after so many interactions where he didn't feel good where he didn't feel good enough where he froze literally out of stress and where he felt uh, inferior than the rest it was more comfortable for him to stay at home and to start smoking cigarettes than doing anything else and the problem is that my client and anyone with any limiting belief we all have limiting beliefs when we don't dismantle them we end up feeling stuck to these limiting beliefs beliefs as my client told me uh when he reached out to me he said I don't like to go out I'm like that period so despite the pain of being alone he felt more comfortable like that than challenging himself to be authentically and unapologetically himself socially and also you know in tete-a-tete gatherings with his friends so what can we do the first thing is to detect how we feel if there is discomfort pause because there is usually a story that we tell ourselves deep down and that story needs to be questioned imagine you are saying to yourself something like my client i have nothing to contribute to the conversation or nobody's interested in my point of view blah 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 to give you a few examples the question you have to ask yourself is simple is it really so am i really like that Don't I have anything to contribute to the conversation? So nobody's going to be interested in what I have to say. Nobody. Is it really so? That is a very simple question that is going to help you deal with limiting beliefs. And the second thing is to listen to how you talk to yourself. Why? Because limiting beliefs are usually formulated in the negative. I'm not good at math. I'm not good at this. I'm not good at presenting in public. I'm not at, I'm not good at making people laugh, etc., etc. However, and this is a big however, sometimes they are stated in the affirmative, but the connotation is negative. For example, I'm awkward socially. Or, you know, I get upset easily. I'm weak in this or that situation. So 
you don't see any no or can't or not good enough at. But what you are saying to yourself has a negative connotation. So pay attention to that. If you read in Spanish and you can uh, read the article I wrote for Psicología y Mente, the magazine I, I usually write for, I'm sharing a long list of limiting beliefs to see if they resonate with you. So once you can name the false belief, you can start questioning it. So go to the link that I'm sharing to check by yourself. But if you don't read it in, in, in Spanish, sorry, I've got you covered. I'm going to give you uh, a summary of what limiting beliefs are connected to. So limiting beliefs are connected to things we feel we lack, characteristics we feel we lack, you know, ourselves internally, like I'm not cool enough or I'm awkward or I am clumsy. Mm-hmm. Number two, fear about what others might say about us. If I set boundaries, nobody will like me. So I can't set boundaries. I cannot say no. Mm-hmm. Or number three, the perception that the culture we are in cannot offer us what we need. People with my background are never successful. Mm-hmm. So those are the three main themes that create limiting beliefs. So think about that. I Let me encourage you to write down all the areas, you know, where you feel you are lacking something, that you are not good enough at something, that you are afraid of what other people might say, or where you feel that the culture or society where you are in doesn't allow you to be completely fulfilled and write down everything because writing down is an excellent exercise to see and distance yourself from the limiting beliefs. Once you have identified your beliefs, do five fundamental things to replace them. As I told you at the beginning, pause. Pause in the face of discomfort, please. It's necessary. Don't go about life, you know, covering up your discomfort by eating or drinking or having sex or watching porn or, you know, exercising in excess or meditating. Sometimes people do that, you know, it's spiritual bypass. So pause. If you are discomfort, if you are uncomfortable with something, if you don't feel good enough uh, physically or emotionally or mentally, pause. Observe yourself. And try to see what you feel on a physical level. Do you have a tummy ache? Does your chest hurt? Do you have, you know, some chest in the pit of your stomach? Or, you know, a lump at the base of your throat? What do you feel emotionally? Do you feel sad or anxious or stressed? And what are you telling yourself? I'm telling myself that I am not good at giving presentations. Oh, Observe that. Don't judge yourself. Don't do anything now. Just observe. Just detect. Just find out. Hmm? So find your discomfort on a physical, emotional and mental level. And then number three, self-regulate emotionally. How can you do that? I have talked about uh, self-regulation a lot in our in my podcast. So go to all the podcasts where I talk about self-regulation. But But let me say that by taking a deep breath or several deep breaths, 
you're going to relax a lot. Sometimes you need to shake off or move around or dance. Sometimes you're going to need to leave the house. Sometimes you're going to need to walk in nature. And if you live in a big city, walk around your neighborhood and it's going to open the perspective for you. So whatever fills your soul the most is the thing that you have to do to self-regulate yourself. And when you are in a better state, when you're in a good state, physically, mentally, emotionally, I'm not saying fantastic state, but you are, you're, you have been able to soothe yourself, ask yourself the question I, I told you a few minutes ago. Ask yourself if what you feel as something real is true. Because it is real that my client felt unable to express himself. But the truth was different. The truth is he could express himself perfectly. And finally, and this is the most challenging but also the most fulfilling, take one step at a time to get out of your comfort zone and challenge yourself. It's one step at a time, not 1,000 steps you know, or forward that then you are going to break and give up. And also let me tell you something else. Let go of what other people might think about you. A lot of our limiting beliefs are connected to what other people feel about us. So let go, surrender, uh, relax, and take one step at a time. And lastly, if these limiting beliefs are making your life difficult, seek professional help. This is the best investment you're going to do in yourself. Coaches like myself are trained on this particular topic we know a lot about this. We study a lot about uh, these beliefs. I am also trained in transpersonal psychotherapy and we question a lot ideas that limit us. Uh, there are many alternative therapies that are going to help you too. Somatic experiencing is fantastic. So do anything that will empower you. Don't limit yourself with ideas that shrink you. Empower empower yourself. In the article on Psicologia y Mente Magazine, I also share other ideas on what to do to replace limiting beliefs. So again, if you can read in Spanish, I encourage you to take a look. But as I mentioned earlier, this is a very complete podcast on the subject. And oh my God, I'm seeing the time I've been recording. So yes, I hope this podcast has helped you. I hope it's brought some light into something that you need to uh, sort out, forward it to whoever might need this and invite them to subscribe. I am sure all of us have at least a couple of limiting beliefs and they are obviously our shadow and they are making our lives more difficult. So send this to anyone in need. And we are very happy because we are growing as a community and this motivates us to continue recording and sharing experiences that enriches all my clients' experiences, my experiences sometimes, my studies. So we love doing this. That's why we also appreciate your evaluation and recommendation on any of the platforms that you are listening to us. Why? Because it makes us more visible and it helps us reach a lot more souls. I'm sending you a big tight hug and until next podcast.